the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Live with Rex Hunt. Help QRMND. Donate today at qrmnd.org.au. Thank you very much, Matthew, and welcome, Australia, to a very, very special day. And I know I've had a lot of special days on This Is Your Football Life, but today we'll just highlight that there is something happening at the MCG tomorrow, not only the Melbourne-Collingwood game, it is going to be absolutely game-breaking, there's no doubt about it. Our special guest, well, it's probably no secret, and you should get it in a couple of moments. Played 82 games for Essendon between 1979 and 90. That's 11 seasons, so there's a lot of injuries in there. Coached Melbourne successfully in 1998 to 2007, taking them to the grand final in 2000. VFL Recruit of the Year 1979, represented the Big V twice and the New South Wales representative side once, and a best and fairest at Essendon in 1981, and a captain in 1982, and he didn't lead the side out because he was injured. Neil Danaher, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rexy. Great to see you again, mate. Well, it's great to see you. And, you know, I've just been a little bit clammy, a little bit sweaty, that sort of thing. But you are an inspiration. Uh, there's no sulking. Uh, there's no what, why me, that sort of thing. But you are determined before you leave this planet to help find a cure for the scourge that they call motor neuron disease. Yes, I'm hopeful. Uh, we, um, we've got this big campaign, the freeze MND campaign, the freeze is um, to slow this disease and um, I can't do it on my own, but we've got this big freeze army. Rex, everyone's joining the army, they're donating, uh, they'll be there tomorrow, hopefully to support me in the walk to the G and um, we've had all the broadcasters on board, we've had the Herald Sun, we've had different radio stations. It's been a very, very overwhelming campaign. It's fantastic to see you, and you look so well. And, and, and uh, you know, apart from your speech, you look very, very well. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. When did you first say something's not right here? When did you say to yourself, gee, that's, that's unusual? When was the very, very first sign of this scourge taking its place in your body? Uh, it starts off really slowly. It would have been two years ago. Um, my symptoms first appeared in my hands and, uh, and uh, disease has now moved up my arms across my back. It affects my voice. But it was probably two years ago, Rex, when it was um, as simple as a handshake where someone just knows it wasn't as firm and uh, and obviously I, I, I um, had weakness in my hand. And and so you went and saw about it and you were referred to a specialist and uh, take us from there to where we sit here today uh, where where you're clearly not well, but you look well. Uh, well, I look well when I'm on radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like me, mate. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I undertook a, a series of uh, medical assessment tests, x-ray scans, and um, finally when they, uh, the diagnosis is trying to eliminate what else it could be, Yeah. but unfortunately um, after four or five months and after a series of treatments, um, uh, I was resigned to the fact that I had a terminal illness, MND, which has um, got no cure. Um, no, you can't treat it, no treatment. Mm. It's a death, uh, unfortunately at the moment, it's a death 
certificate, but um, the work we're doing now is to try and assist an area that's overwhelmingly underfunded. Yes. Uh, MND research, and throughout this campaign, is quite awareness that it is a deadly disease. It's a beast of a disease, and we need to give it some attention because if we do, we'll find an answer. We'll unlock. Will unlock the mystery of a disease that kills people every day. Well, our dear departed uh, Messiah in Ted Whitten, he has left a legacy now where it's just uh, an everyday occurrence. You go to the doctor as a, a mature male and you get your prostate uh, checked. The same for the awareness in breast cancer. Uh, surely your hopes for tomorrow are for a fantastic uh, competitive game and at the end you say... Well, hundreds of thousands of people now are on board to fight this scourge. Yeah, and I, we need we need people on board. Um, it's a beast of a disease. It's been killing people for, for as long as we can remember. Probably only early diagnosed in the thirties and forties, but it'll keep on killing until uh, we give it the. Uh, the focus and, the, and allow our medical researchers, we've got brilliant medical researchers in Australia, but they're underfunded. If we can assist and help them, I'm sure that not too far into the future, when you're diagnosed with MND, it doesn't come with a death certificate. So you can donate today and tomorrow, folks, at Freeze Mind or Freeze MND, I beg your pardon. You can donate at freezemnd, all one word, dot com and donate anytime at curemnd.org.au or you can simply M- M- SMS the word freeze to 0400064064. Neil Danaher is our special guest today and we're celebrating the footy life of you, uh, not only, you know, the battle that you have ahead with your family, Tell us about your younger years growing up as one of four boys in a football-mad environment. Take us back to the very start as a kid in short pants who loved playing with a footy. Well, we weren't in uh, AFL territory, Rex. We were in outback New South Wales where it was a a strong rugby league uh, flavour. But my father uh, originated out of Urawa in Victoria. He went up there, his grandparents went up there. Ovens and Murray League. Yeah, yeah. and took, um, and took the, the liking of Australian rules football into that area. So he, um, he with a few of his mates, were the pioneers of AFL in our little area, Northern Riverina. And um, so that's what we did. We um, played a bit of rugby. We played Aussie rules. We called it Aussie rules yeah, back then. Yeah, And... Um, so it was a very humbling beginning. We were in a small town of about 200 people uh, and we played junior football. I think it was under 12s, then under 16s and we only had one senior team because mm-hmm. there weren't enough people. Yeah. So, um, no, it was humble beginnings but um, uh, fond memories of those early days. A lot of those schools, the private schools and Catholic schools in that particular area when you were a schoolboy were renowned for producing champions of our code. And Assumption College was at the very, very top of that particular area. Yeah, but uh, it was a long way from where I was born. I was, mm. I was born in the middle of New South Wales. And then I went to a rugby school for four years, Rex. Gee. I went to Goulburn as a young fella. And um, from uh, 12 to 16, I played... Rugby Union, 
And then um, my last two years, my brother Terry was playing for South Melbourne. The old man was travelling down to watch him play. And my school was the, the opposite direction to Sydney. Yeah. And uh, the old man was the one out of petrol, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Dad, boy, why don't, I go, why don't I go to a school on the same uh, road as uh, on the way to Melbourne? Yeah. So I went to Assumption College and uh, I had two wonderful years there. And and even though I was, I was playing Aussie Rules at home in my um, school breaks, it was good to play uh, consistent week-to-week football at Assumption. I learned a lot from Ray Carroll, and um, next thing I knew, I was um, at the Mighty Bombers. You were. Uh, let's let's take a backward step there. Terry ori- originally went to South Melbourne. I think he was in a swap for uh, Neville Fields, the number one centre man at Essendon. Uh, can you remember those days? And, yeah, uh, look, um, uh, South Melbourne uh, were our country zone in um, mid-New South Wales, so we would go and play with South Melbourne. Terry, yeah. Terry went initially, and uh, he was down South Melbourne when um, the Brains Trust decided that they wanted Neville Fields, and uh, a player swap was arranged. They came up to the farm and speak to my old man, who at that stage was the unofficial fireman. He <laughs> said, yeah, you can... Well, okay with the swap, but you got to throw in the younger brother. Yeah. And uh, South Melbourne didn't know who I was. And uh, no worries, signed the letter. And uh, I was part of that deal, Rex. And uh, that, that, so they threw in Anthony, did they? They threw in me. Oh, they threw in you. So, yeah, oh, no, so, no. So, so, so I get it. Yeah, well, we'll get to Anthony and Chris very, very shortly. So they threw in you. So what were the circumstances? Mate, I, I was, I, Terry was a piece of fish. Yeah. I was just the tips. Just the yeah, chips no, and a little no, bit of salt no, and vinegar. Yeah. So you originally went to South Melbourne. I was always South Melbourne yeah. because they were our country's own. Yeah, and, 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 and I couldn't go anywhere else unless they signed South Melbourne, signed me away. Yeah. So I was signed away yeah. as part of the part of the deal to go to Wisconsin. Yeah, a few tips on the fish. <laughs> and what and what a time it was! It was was just amazing. Uh, your first uh, impressions of Windy Hill, you know, a famous football club and a twelve team competition. Uh, South Melbourne hadn't gone to Sydney as yet. There were six games each uh, each Saturday afternoon in Melbourne. It was a lot different back then when you first went to Windy Hill. Uh, there were romantic times, uh, Rexy. Uh, sad day, sad days uh, uh, at Windy Hill or playing at uh, Collingwood or Pincers Park or going down to Geelong. Um, for a young fella at 18, uh, breaking into VFL football, um, they were exciting times for me. They certainly will, folks, and you can co- donate today and tomorrow at freezemndoneword.com or you can donate anytime at curemndoneword.org.au or, if you like, you can SMS the word freeze to 04006064. Stick around, relays right across the nation. There's plenty more to come after the break with Neil Danaher on This Is Your Footy Life and all for freezing MND. And as we go to the break, folks, let's take a listen to Neil's powerful speech to the Melbourne Football Club late last month. It's too late for me. The disease I've got will kill me. I apologise for the way I talk. But 
it's a part of the disease. It's a beast of a disease because there's no treatment and there's no cure. It doesn't kill you quick, it kills you slowly. It kills you by slowly paralysing you. It'll get to a stage where I can't swallow, I can't speak and I can't breathe. In the football context, it's the same. Okay, lost a few games, you're not going to die, but you don't lie down. It might get me, but I'm a fighter. Live with hope. Have a strong vision where you're going. My vision, close off is the world without MND. I'll get there. I might be six foot under, but we'll get there. Thanks for listening. to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt. Help QRMND. Donate today at qrmnd.org.au And that's pretty good advice, Matthew, and thanks very much for joining us. Neil Danaher is our very special guest on This Is Your Footy Life. Goodness me, I said in the introduction, Neil, uh, you know, that 82 games in 11 seasons, my goodness gracious me, I played for 11 seasons. I'm fortunate enough to get to 200 there was a bit missing there. You had some wonky knees. I did. I played 66 games in a row, Rex. Yeah, the first three years, didn't miss a game. Yeah. So I said, well, how easy is this? This is, <laughs> this is going beautifully. But unfortunately, at the end of the third year, I, I did my knee. And um, back in those days, it was a bit harder to come back. Yeah. And um, we made the mistake on the first knee up to try and accelerate it. We made the mistake of trying to get back early. I was made captain of the club, and then obviously um, I felt I had to try and get back as soon as I could, and that was a fatal mistake for my career because uh, if I had waited the 12 months, I would have been fine, but I tried to get back in six or seven, and by doing that, I broke down at training. Mm. And um, so that meant another year out, and uh, that put me back three years. And um, with the way of recovery with the knee operation back then, having plaster casts from your ankle to your hip, uh, it took uh, so much more to get back. So, yeah. um, But that's life, Rex. It that's is. Life. And, and you just uh, use the cards that you dealt with. Yeah. Just before we leave the knee injuries, give us some idea in the modern day of 2015 would that have still meant as much time out for you if some of these new concepts had been successful? No, no, I would have only missed a year and away I would have went. Well, it must give you inspiration that perhaps, you know, with this awareness, number one, and the money that's going to flow through, you know, through this uh, big freeze, uh, freeze MND uh, promotion, that who knows, uh, you know... Yeah, look, th- medical science advances every day. Yeah. Every day you open the paper, you, you hear about another treatment or another cure. Um, every day there's possibilities. So um, with MND, um, I think with this focus and with the um, creating more funds for research, mm. I'm very hopeful, and this is all about giving hope to MND sufferers Every day there's a new one diagnosed. Yeah. Right now, it's a, as I said, it's a, it's a terminal illness. You die. 
But in time, we want to change that around when mm. they're diagnosed. It doesn't mean that that's a severe, because now there is a treatment or yeah. a cure. There isn't yet, Rex, yeah. but we're hopeful there will be. Hope is a great thing particularly with people who are really, you know, in, in trouble. We're with Neil Danaher, and this is just inspiring to me, folks. I've been in the game 50 years, and this is just fantastic. Uh, donate today and tomorrow at freezemnd.com. Uh, I've noticed a couple of late finishes at Carlton, which always was difficult to beat Carlton at Princess Park. Malcolm Blight after the siren with a torpedo that's gone from 62 metres to 162 metres. In 1981, you and Terry swapped. He went to your centre-half back position and you came down and kicked three goals and a goal after to, to bury Carlton. That must be a real highlight of your career. Well, that was the end of the 66-game run. <laughs> was that was it? Yeah, and I, le- I left, the, I left the, you know, um, looking forward. I think we won 15 on the trot, Rex, up until then. Yes. And looking forward to a final series. So, you know, I was pretty happy with where it was all going not knowing the next week at Windy Hill against the Swans, I think it was the Swans, I, um, I done my knee. Yeah. Were you always going to be a coach? Did you always want to be a coach? Your first stint was across the Nullarbor, where you've recently returned back to Melbourne from again after a second stint. Uh, was it always on your radar that you would like to coach and help young kids at the highest level? Not, not as a young player. When I was 21... I just wanted, like you, mate, to play 200 games. And, yeah. um, I just wanted to play. But I think once I got injured and having so much time off, Kevin said he was very influential. Um, he involved me in the coaching uh, side of things. So I probably got that coaching bug mm. after after the injuries. And um, like they say, Rex, when you can't play, you coach. Exactly, and Joe Goodnick gave Neil Baum uh, the DCM, and not many people have ever done that, particularly Jeff Southby, but you took over at Melbourne uh, when Joe was in full flight. And although you didn't get to that final pinnacle on the last Saturday in September, they were pretty exciting times because I can remember broadcasting on 3AW. The crowds at Melbourne would just uh, just swash out any trumpet player. It was just electric at the MCG, like the good old days when Melbourne dominated. Well, we um, we had some exciting times when I arrived we last and... Um we uh, we had a, a good bunch of players there, but a lot of them were injured. And um, but we got them up the first, first year and made the prelim final. And then two years later, we were in a grand final against Essendon, mm. and um, they were a brilliant team. And it was no disgrace to be second that year. And um, we played in six final series of my nine full years there. Um, but yes, we weren't able to hold the trophy up. But we had some uh, magnificent times and I look back on those days with great fondness. A lot of people say, you know, if you play in a losing grand final, it's the end of the world. I played in a losing grand final. I can't do anything about it. It's like you. You get on with life. Uh, But so many people, surely you're one of them, think I got the very, very best out of my group. I got the best out of myself, and you said second wasn't too bad, and that's a refreshing thing because why does that be the end of the world if you lose a grand final? There's always next year. And you've also got to acknowledge the opposition on the day. I think they lost one game for the season. And, um, no, I was proud. I'm proud of the players that played um, for Melbourne in 2000 and and basically through my days. Um, I keep uh, a close check on them. 
and we still uh, get together and we have great times. Yes. And um, and like I said, um, I really enjoyed my time with the Ds. Okay, tomorrow at the MCG, it's not only Melbourne versus Collingwood in the traditional Queen's birthday clash. It's a day where Australia can stand up and say enough's enough. The contact is freezemnd.com. You can donate at any time or go to curemd, uh, I beg your pardon, go to curemnd.org.au or you can SMS the word freeze to 0400-064-064. Neil Danaher, it's been an absolute pleasure to not only talk about your battle, the battle for life, uh, but also celebrate your career. I said you're on the list before you even got crook, so you finally made it. What's the most that you really hope for to come out of tomorrow? Well, out of tomorrow, it's a, a combination of three weeks, Rex, where people are more aware of what MND is. They're more aware that it's a terminal illness. They're aware that um, we're underfunded. Um, we need to find a cure. We need to find some treatment. And this campaign is a, a part of all that. But also, we're here to have fun. We've got celebrities tomorrow who have all got involved. They're willing to be frozen in two tonne of ice <laughs> and water for the call. So uh, find yourself a um, Royal Blue Beanie. Um, maybe buy one from our website. Come along and walk uh, with me, the AHG Federation Walk uh, from Fed Square to the G. Let's get in there and have a bit of fun. And, Rexy, more importantly, what's a mighty D's knockoff calling I tell you what, they're a show. With some of the football they're playing, they are a show. We appreciate your time and good luck and go well. Thanks, Rex. That was Neil Danaher, folks, and this has been This Is Your Football Life, all for freezing MND. Head to freezemnd.com and help Neil in his battle. You can also go to curemnd.org.au. And thanks very much to the Tobin brothers, particularly James McLeod. Your team and yourself, James, has been magnificent in the support of curemnd.org.au. Let's find a cure. And Neil Danaher, what an inspiration. Tobin brothers celebrating lives and showing that they care. And as we finish the show today, folks, let's take some of the action at some Essendon highlights of Neil Danaher's playing career. Nagel going after, picks it up nicely, he's clear. Hits the ball back there towards the full forward zone. Plenty of uh, Galton defenders there. Oh, there's nothing If he kicks this, he's already kicked one goal. He's only about 30 metres out. He wouldn't be 30 metres out. You can see the goals there on the screen. He puts this through. It's only five points the difference. So it's five points the difference. We've got about two and a half minutes to go, I reckon. Up she goes to Neil Danaher comes in for the kick that could possibly win the game. And he's put a 